I'm Rico Galliano. And I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that helps you win your dinner party. We are in week three of renovations here at the DPD. I'm sure we've been living at the Travel Lodge. It's weird. <laughs> in a few more weeks, our show is going to expand to an hour. So we've been trying out new segments and sharing them with you, the audience, to get your feedback. Yeah, we've basically been trying to build a skyscraper, but without that big plywood wall to obscure the construction site. Right, and we're asking random passerby to comment on the blueprints. That's right, Steve Jobs would not approve. No. But anyway, this week we have two segments we'd like to run by you. The first is a new one that's going to be called something like Zeitgeist Dinner Party Fantasy. That's right. Rolls off the tongue, no? It's not a Pedro Almodovar film. It's... (laughs) It's a new segment. <laughs> but <laughs> but the idea is that we would dramatize the dinner party conversation we wish was happening somewhere based on the week's events. And this week, it might have sounded something like this. Recently deceased, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to heaven. Enjoy your inaugural dinner party here in paradise. Please, no tipping. OMG, are you Steve Jobs? How'd you know? Oh, you're sharp, pal. Ah, uh, the half turtleneck, God's gift to fashion. Hey, you're the only one here not wearing white. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm honored to meet you, sir. What are the chances I'd enter the pearly gates the same day as history's greatest CEO? I'm sorry, and you are? Oh, I play a little guitar. You wouldn't have heard of me. Oh, try me. Well, here's a little something I wrote that was, uh, you know, sort of popular. song is Angie, your guitarist Bert Jansh of heralded British folk rock band Pentangle. You know your rock, sir. Actually, I shazammed it on my iPhone 5. Your iPhone 5? Mm. I thought Apple didn't release an iPhone 5 this week. Because I took the prototype with me. <laughs> <laughs> Lousy reception up here, though. Hi. Damn AT&T. Wow, Steve Jobs sounds a lot like you, Rico. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> people have said that throughout my life. Oh, yeah, completely. It's, and you know what? Yeah. He's such a private man. I've never seen you in the same place. No, that is true. This is really weird. And it's weird how I got super rich off Apple stocks. That's right. Uh, <laughs> wait, then why are we doing this? Why, why, are we... why are we in public radio? That's right. For fun. <laughs> all right, folks. Uh, tell us what you think at our website, dinnerpartydownload.org. We promise we're reading all your comments as we rework the show. In fact... Your positive feedback about our etiquette segment. And I think they even came up with the etiquette segment. They, Let's give credit true. where credit is due. Our listeners may have come up with the <laughs> etiquette segment. Uh, the last one we did featured Broadway legend Elaine Stritch, and you guys liked it so much that it inspired us to record another one with a different kind of legend. We're joined by legendary author Jackie Collins. She has yes. sold over 400 million books worldwide. Each of her 27 novels has appeared in the New York Times bestseller list. It's now 28 novels because Goddess of Vengeance just came out, and yesterday it was on the New York Times bestseller list. Not again. Yeah, not again, I know. You should really give workshops to, like, Jonathan Franzen, to people to tell them how to do this. <laughs> you know, I would love to know how they do it, though, because I, I go out and I really promote books, Yeah. and I'm on TV, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and then I look at the bestseller list, and above me are people who I've never heard of, <laughs> never seen them on TV, Aww. never seen them on the radio, heard yeah. them on the radio. So you yeah. can have 28 books on the bestseller list and still be jealous of the people that are just slightly above you. I'm not jealous of them. All right. (laughs) Jealousy is not in my vocabulary. Or hate. Negativity sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a good dinner party philosophy. And this is why we have you here. This is our etiquette segment. We asked our listeners for questions to ask you, and you're going to help us. Yeah. All right. right. First audience question, and we picked this for the first because this is actually similar to something I've done before. Sounds good. Say you mistook a woman's boyfriend for her father. How do you exit foot from mouth? And that's from Jen in Turlock, California. Oh, that's such an interesting question because there's so many discrepancies in couples, you know. Yes. And usually it's the old guy who's hitting Viagra every night. 
with some, you know, bubbly 25-year-old blonde. <laughs> and it is, you know, if people don't know, they are inclined to think that it's either her father, although I've seen in a resort once where this blonde came down to the swimming pool in a bikini with this old guy, and somebody said, isn't it nice? She's out with her grandfather. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> And the woman doesn't seem to mind. She kind of laughs it off. But it's the person who says it that feels incredibly embarrassed. Yeah. And I yeah. think you just have to say, well, you look right together. And I thought that you belong together. So I naturally uh -huh. assumed it was your father. But I realized looking at you closely that you're in love. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's like you've been together your whole lives. Exactly. That's a good one. I like that. I have to ask, is your advice different? If, or do you think the situation is different if it's the reverse, where you're, it's not the man that you're oh, mistaking for older? I think that's even worse. Of because course. women don't like to be insulted. And no. if you said to a woman, is this your son? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, then really you cannot talk to that person again. <laughs> yeah, in that situation, it's not exit foot from mouth. It's exit party forever. <laughs> exit friendship. The etiquette is to find out what's going on before time. And I think one of the most polite things you can do if you're having a dinner party, for instance, is to give your guests a rundown of who the other guests are. Huh? Yeah. So you say to them, you know, there's this old, old, old guy and this young, young, young girl, <laughs> and they are married. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so then you that. don't put your foot in it, yes. So maybe if you make that mistake, you can just blame it on the host. Maybe that's a good way of getting out of yeah. it. Yeah. And I know what I hate. I hate when somebody sits next to me and they go, uh, I know you're a famous writer, but I've never read one of your books. Do I care if they read one of my books or not? <laughs> Absolutely not. But I think it's rude to say that. Right. Because yeah. it's like, what do they want, a badge of merit? <laughs> exactly. All right. So we have another question. This is from Christine, and we received it via Facebook. So we don't know where she's from. But uh, the question is two parts. Well, what is the most offensive thing one can do at a party? Mm. And what is the most offensive thing you've seen done at a party? Well, I think the most offensive thing is when somebody has too much to drink and they throw up all over somebody. Mm, yeah. And right. I have seen that done at parties and it's <laughs> oh. not good. But another offensive thing is if you're in a cold climate and everybody's got coats and they usually throw them on somebody's bed so there's a huge pile of coats. Yeah. And when you kind of like dig through to find your coat, then there's two people making out underneath <laughs> them. That's offensive. This happened to you? It's offensive. This happened to me, yes. And it was a famous person. Oh, oh really? And like, who who shall be nameless. Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I agree. If I'm making out under coats, don't take the coats off of no, me. No, I know. Let me stay there. covered. Yeah. Yes. It's offensive. But if it's my coat, I don't want you on top of it. I'm learning a lot here today. So wait, wait. This couldn't have happened in Beverly people. Hills, though. People don't wear coats here. It actually happened in London. Oh, and it was a very famous movie star who's now very happily married. It was the swinging London era? Yeah, it was the late 60s. <laughs> see, I believe that. Yeah, you see, you know these things, That Rico. like happens all the time. By the way, I love your name, Rico. I have to have a, a, a hero called Rico yes. immediately. It's like the old Barry Manilow song. His name was Rico. That's, That's right. Copacabana, you are the only person that thinks of the Barry Manilow song when they hear my name and not... The Gerardo song, Rico Suave. Oh, right. The other thing yeah. I get all the time. Yeah. I'm like, whatever happened to the Manolo yeah, exactly. song? Exactly. And anyway. Copacabana actually sounds like Galliano, which is your last name. That's so, right. so there's actually that's Galliano, this is getting better all the time. He's yeah. straight out of one of my books. Well, you know what? We're going we're gonna to sell the rights <laughs> to Rico his... Rico Galliano. I like it. Tall, dark, and handsome. We'll negotiate <laughs> the rights to Rico's name in a moment. Okay, thank you. But uh, first, we have, a, we have another question. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. We're asking questions. Oh, yeah. Um, Mark in Chicago, Illinois writes, I hosted a dinner party a few weeks ago, and I ran into a little bit of a problem. I spent two days cooking and baking from scratch. I told everyone to bring a dessert, drinks, or treats for my dog. 
and I had a guest show up with a frozen bag of pizza rolls. How do I explain that this is not an acceptable dish to bring to a dinner party? Well, you don't. That would be rude. You just take the pizza rolls and you say, that's fabulous. I'm putting them in the freezer and I'm going to be using them for the rest of the year. But they're not quite right for this dinner party tonight because we have rolls already. But thank you so much. It's so thoughtful of you and so much better than flowers. Sure. But then you never invite that person to a dinner party again. Never have them back. Yeah, the only appropriate thing to bring to a dinner party is booze. That is Don't right. You agree? Actually, Brendan has a long-standing thing that basically, if you're invited to a dinner party, you are bringing wine, whether that's stated or not. Exactly. Yeah. One per one bottle per person, whether or not you drink. That's I take what I think. peach snaps. I always bring really? a bottle of peach snaps because oh. that always gets the party going at the end of dinner. Not like Boone's Farm or anything. No, like no. A, a high-end peach. <laughs> no, the high-end one. Yes. Yeah, Thank I, you. I think I think Jackie Collins can afford <laughs> real peach. I snaps. would hope so. These are good questions. Yeah, I we have a pretty so. smart audience. Yeah. This is this one comes from everyone in America. Yes. So that's what it yeah. says here. That's how many listeners asked some version of that question. But, but. um what's the most memorable get together you've ever been to? Parentheses, who, what, where, details please. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you were around in the 70s and you went to one of the rock star parties, yes. if you remembered it, it wasn't that memorable because you couldn't remember it. But so maybe no, we seriously, were there, I remember Rico, being I mean... a, a party that the mamas and the papas gave and there was like Japanese porn on the walls, <laughs> films going on and people, you know, great big silver dishes of Coke everywhere. It was it was totally wild. Wow. Silver dishes of Coca-Cola. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Co- <laughs> It sounds like you were probably really <laughs> caffeinated. Um, the memorable party that I had was a great a birthday party that I threw for um, Michael Caine. It was I've his heard birthday. of him. And uh, he was doing a movie with Scarlett Johansson, so Scarlett came. And heard of her. I'm name dropping now like yeah. crazy. Yeah, I like it. But Bring Jack it. Nicholson happened to be at the party. Yeah, what? Sitting at the bar hitting on Scarlett. And I went up to Scarlett and I said, I'm bringing out this cake for Michael. And I would love you to sing uh, Happy Birthday. And Jack, who's hitting on her, goes, no, she's too busy. And she goes, no, I'd love to do it. And so I extracted her from Jack Nicholson, and she sung Happy Birthday, Michael Caine, in a Marilyn Monroe voice. That is exactly what I think is going on yeah. a zip code away from me when I go to bed this at night. This is what we want to believe is still happening in Hollywood. It's true. I mean, there were a lot of uh, interesting people at this party. Well, look, if, we, if you do invite us to a dinner party, we'll know how to behave because— You'll bring peach snaps. We'll bring peach snaps and silver bottles trays and of Coca-Cola. Yes, you won't hit on the 12-year-old girls. We promise. Jackie Collins, thanks for the tips. Thank you so much. I don't even know what to say after that one. For once, I'm gobsmacked. (laughs) That is a lady who has seen things we will never see. Yeah. Uh, Folks, you might hear that piece again when our hour-long show begins in a few weeks. Hopefully, you will be too distracted by the tons of other new stuff surrounding it that you won't even notice it's a rerun. That's right. It's going to be like a stew. It's just going to get better. Yes. All right. That's the Dinner Party download for this week, folks. That's it. But one more thing before we let you go. Our Dinner Party download hotline is still up and running. We have the red phone right here. We're waiting for it to ring. That's right. We'd like to get your calls, uh, just comments, questions, observations from your dinner parties over the weekend. And if they're awesome, we'll string them together. So the number is 213-621-3554. That's 213-621-3554. And that's the number for the Dinner Party hotline, a.k.a. the phone in my cubicle. <laughs> does it, does it, does, do those numbers actually, like, can we spell a, a, a word with them? Does it spell, like, fun or anything? It spells 213 gin and naps. Really? Yeah, it's great. I didn't know there was an ampersand key on well, the That's uh, why you never phone. call me. 
<laughs> All right. Thanks this week to Jackson Musker, Ravi Carmen, Peter Clowney, and Ellen Gettler. Now we leave you, as always, with One for the Road, a song to listen to on your way to or returning from this weekend's dinner party. We weren't going to leave you hanging without a song. Heck no. And this one is called Dog Years, and it's by Luke Rathborn. He isn't even four years old in dog years, <laughs> but he's already putting out some impressive music. Enjoy. Bon appetit. So high, we can go fly, we can get high. My friend and me looking for the strange sensation down at the station. Old five and nine. My friend and me looking for the melody so plain, sweet in the night. Homecoming. It's your love.